October 3, 2020. It's the Watt for Pedro show.
Scott from Pedro Show. Happy Saturday. First Saturday in October. October for what? He's had a plug in the jug now for a while because he's got to get all help. Like uh, I did at the beginning of the year, uh, clean you airy. Yeah. <laughs> Back two two months of clean you airy. <laughs> and then, especially in this situation, people, the quarantino mode, man, you got to watch out because you can yank that fucking tolerance way up to i think you heard my guest we started off with uh, i should say john coltrane doing russian lullaby and then a tune from my guest's uh, band round high an opportunity of a lifetime which got recorded here in pedro i think it was around july 4 a year and uh two three months ago yeah that's right Josh, welcome aboard what what's pedro up show what's nice up nice to be back what buttercup <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great to have you on, and then what we wanted to do, although I've played a lot of the record, I got six tunes still that I didn't play, because I started playing right. as soon as you floated to me. The one thing, Billy did a great job mixing the thing, but whoever mastered it, a little heavy on the brick wall limited, uh, but you know, I don't know, Watch a little more <laughs> partial to a little partial to, uh, what's it called, dynamics. I mean, you guys played so, I got to tell the listeners, Josh. I don't sure, know sure. about, you know, a lot of times people show up, they think they're going to make the record in the fucking studio without any fucking investment of time or prac. Well, that's what it equals, yeah. prac. And you cats, you brought your fucking dealio from Shanghai there. You guys <laughs> fucking prac. No, I mean, really. And in fact, it was so fucking up to getting it ready for record time that fucking Jimmy, the stick man, he could uh, change parts. Man, I asked him to yeah. do stuff that he had never even tried, but since he knew the material so well, he could make the adjusts, you know. I was really, so was Pizza. We were very, both very impressed by you guys coming there ready to do it. Man, it means a lot coming from you, man. Yeah. We were rehearsing and practicing the that material for a good four or five months before we got in there. Yeah, I've yet to hear a basketball player say he's going to go down to the gym and rehearse some hoops. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess it's a little bit of theater, a little bit. So, you mean it was all like, because I consider gigs prac, too. In fact, that's the real prac. But you got to do the other prac in the bunker, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Did, did you play those tunes for the people? We have a few times. But uh, unfortunately, only about, I would say, well, no, because after we were recording, we started playing all those tunes on, on the, the, the no, following no. tour right no. after we left you. Yeah, but Chach, I'm talking about ahead of time. I'm talking about oh, yeah, part of the sure. investment. You were you were playing it in front of people. Was it just uh, we were, alone? but they were okay. constantly kind of developing. You oh, know okay. what I mean? Like uh, as tunes tend to do. But like uh, by the time we finally got into the studio, we we started wrapping things up about what they were going to sound like from from then on. By the time you got to the studio, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. No, seriously, because I mean, two of the songs, uh, Foreigner. Do you remember we changed the entire ending with you? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, there was. Uh, a couple of approaches, like some tunes I thought were played a little too fast. Right, but then right, some right, right. we even changed up the fucking, like I was saying about Jimmy, a couple times we changed the patterns and the man yeah. had no fucking grief about it. Hey, I've been doing it Not this even. way for so long. It was like, fuck it, I'll try it. And because, <laughs> of course, the feel means a lot. So, you know, you can ask. But if it's not there, you're a real idiot to treat, keep trying to pound it down, you know. But he, he that's why I was saying, he knew this stuff so good, he could still preserve the feel, even though he changed parts around. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Olivio, too, on the bass, did some changes and shit. I, I was very yeah. impressed about 
how uh, flexible everybody was, just to have fun. You see if it could go in different places and not have a shit fit about, no, man, we've already carved this into the gravestones and this is the way it's going to be. No, nah, that's pretty much how it is at every practice, too. So it's like, I mean, it, we've never, ever been a kind of band that everything's set in stone. I mean, songs even recorded five years ago, we're still changing them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's that's a fucking dynamic and happening. Uh, but what was the record before this one? Monster Vision. Monster Vision. And where was that? That was on uh, Joe Shithead's label. Yeah, but where was that done? That was done, that was recorded here in Shanghai. Okay, because I know one of them, you had... One of the cats in Beijing produced. Actually, was yeah, part one? of that okay. was recorded. Okay, so the stuff with Steve, the sessions with Steve, we were doing in Beijing with uh, PK-14. We're talking, we're talking about Steve Mackay people, the sax man that we lost. Right, exactly. And uh, Young High Song of PK-14 uh, engineered those sessions. Yeah, PK-14, great Beijing band. For It's been around for a right. while. And, and so, yep. okay, okay, okay. So so it was kind of done, because I met the cat in uh, Shanghai that picked it up after him, right? Didn't we have to That's right. You met Li Wei Yu. Right, right. Great cat. Uh, so, yeah, okay, because I wanted to know, comparing the Monster Vision with the, this new guy, the most recent one, big difference. Well, for one thing, yeah. it was at Pedro, <laughs> at Casa Hanzo. But <laughs> I mean, you were, and also the guitar men were different, right? You have you have the cat from Ireland, uh, uh, Gill ain't on board. That's right, James. James. James was replacing Gill. That's right. And was that yeah. really critical? I mean, it just brought a different flavor because you know, with Gill, Gill's a very aggressive player. You know, what I mean, with James, James has a little bit more of a, a diverse background. James, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, James's father was the bass player, the original bass player for the Radiators from Space, the oh, Irish punk band. Sure, sure. I didn't know. And so he had, he had a he had he has kind of a very eclectic background when it comes to when it comes to that stuff. So he brought a lot of new ideas to the table. Again, he, we uh presented him with some like options and he wasn't afraid to try either. I, I love the spirit no. of the band not being afraid. So I mean plus we have a lot of confidence in you, Mike. <laughs> you know what I mean? We came in there We've got Mike Watt on the board with the rice sack, you know, so we were ready to go. <laughs> yeah, you people, there's three uh, Hanzo the Razor movies from the 70s. you got to get educated because it can be a metaphor for life. <laughs> it can be a metaphor for making albums, metaphor for doing gigs, all kinds of sh surviving COVID-19. The whole, you know, it's all about yeah. the fucking sack, the stick. It's all about the sack. <laughs> also the stick. <laughs> And also the stone with its kind of uh, form, right? The That's stone. right. Yeah, right. Tapping it with a spoon. Right, tapping. <laughs> Georgie, right? <laughs> Twitch fire, I think that's what Georgie called. Look, I want to play uh, uh, Pieces.
are meant to be alive. Real names be true. Me and Mike Watt, we played for years. Funk rock changed our lives. We learned punk rock in Hollywood. Drove up from Pedro. We were fucking corn dogs. We go drinking pogo. Mr. Narrator, this is Bob Dylan to me. My story could be a song. I'm a soldier child. Our band is scientists, Bob. But I was Heath Bloom, Richard Hell, Joe Strummer, and John Doe. Me and Mike Watt playing guitar.
show yeah pieces from the brand new round eye album soldier dolls after that soldier dolls these welsh guys i met first time me and d boone georgie played in england they recorded that thing that ended up on politics of time that weird version of fanatics i guess the postal people x-rayed the cassette so you can't hear shit <laughs> just a sh- <laughs> you can make out d boone kind of hollering fanatics at the end Anyway, they made a 7-inch, and I found that. Yeah, Be Like You. Uh, Friction, which is uh, the television with Richard Hell, the original version, 1974. Uh, Brian Eno tried some demos. Luckily, uh, Tom Verlaine, though, ended up mixing it because, yeah, I don't know. Brian Eno was involved with television? Before. What? Before, but uh, if you read the Dick Lloyd, you know, you got. I recommend Richard Lloyd's book. Oh, that's yeah, I've been meaning to read that. You yeah, know, I read it in two uh, days. Uh, no, no, no. He, I met uh, Richard when he was on tour with Billy Ficka. Like they were just on a tour doing television and Jimi Hendrix covers for some reason. But like, and oh, well, when he you was read explaining the book, to me that find... he was finishing up his book. Well, when you read when you read his book, you'll find out why Jimmy's in there. Jimmy fucking socked him out. Two in the face. No, two in the gut and one in the face. He's like sixteen or seventeen. <laughs> what and then, really? I, I shit. Holy crap. Well, I wasn't there. Fuck, judge. But if you read the book, okay, I read it in two days. I mean, I couldn't let go of it. Right? Combustible. Oh yeah, I'll definitely check thing. that out. That's great. Anyway, uh, a couple hours later, he's in his yellow Corvette, crying, and t- t- brings <laughs> Dick Lloyd. Come over here, kid. And want to apologize? He didn't mean to do that. So j- <laughs> part of part of Dick uh, Lloyd's. Uh, guitar style has got some influence. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, now that makes a lot more it sense. Did, it did make sense <laughs> to me too after I listened back because you can hear back to back solos like in shit like uh, See No Evil, you know, where sure. Tom, uh, Tom Verlaine does one. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Marky Moon, there's uh, both guys do what they call it, switch, Switchblade or some shit like that, where there's uh, not at the same time, but each guy gets a shot at lead guitar. And, uh, yeah. yeah, really, it, completely God, different styles, you know, but really went together well. Lloyd. But I've heard there's something called the Arrow Demos, where Brian Eno, I guess it started with this, or it ended up with this No New York, but he had been in New York City for a while there, what was going on, and he was trying to do bands. 
he ended up with Talking Heads, right? He does a couple of theirs. But he tried yeah. the television, and it didn't sound too good. And in the book, I guess he was nickel and diamond. You got to fly me over on the Concord and shit. Like, uh, Concord listeners was a SST, uh, not the record label, but a passenger jet that could get you from uh, London to New York City quick. And there was a yeah. crash in Paris, so they stopped him. I think it ate up a tire or something from a plane that took off in front of it. It went side and sucked up into the thing. It was a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, Concord's the reason Phil Collins could do Live Aid on, uh, in New York and in England. <laughs> is, is that right? Yeah. Because he could travel so quick. Okay, okay. That's right. Anyway, there's like a little model of it at Heathrow or something. You drive by it when you're leaving the parking lot. You know, I always wondered how much, do you know how much the tickets were for that thing? Yeah, it was big bones. I know that. But the, Richard uh, Lloyd talks about this in, in the book, you know. And anyway, that, it don't huh. sound too good. And in fact, you know, mm. the plan was not for Tom Verlaine to fucking mix this thing. The engineer got up and walked out. He said, this ain't music. You believe that you, shit? This is Marky Moon sessions? Yeah, yeah, it's Marky Moon. I, I remember getting that the same month that the Boston album, you know, the spaceship that's a guitar or some shit. Yeah, yeah. And that sound, you know, and then there, you see the Marky yeah, Moon, sure. especially when you take out the where the, what's it called, the sleeve where the words are, there's a picture of them sitting mm -hmm. next to these Fender amps. And rock and roll people didn't do that by the time the 70s came. It was big stuff. It wasn't little stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was so econo and so happening. And then the, the trip. That's cool. The sound. I already know because I had the little Johnny Jewel 7-inch. And uh, so I Was that released? That was Sire Records, right? No. The Johnny Jewel was on Ork. Terry Ork. In Ork. fact, there's a lot of Terry Ork. Uh, Richard Lloyd's. I don't mean this to be. You're supposed to be the guest, not Richard Lloyd. But he's living with him. And, uh, you know, you know, 33rd and 3rd, right? Yeah. Uh, no, 53rd and 3rd, the Ramon song. 3rd, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, because I should know, because that's where you pick up young men for prostitute thing. And uh, right, they're right. both working. Pick up a little they, Didi. They, they talk about the, uh, Didi. Yeah, but they didn't know each other was doing it. It was parallel universe. Yeah, <laughs> you just show up with a wad of cash. No, it was a trip. They just didn't know. Now they talked about it later on. You know, they end up playing gigs at CBS and shit, and they find out, ah, oh, yeah, we were yeah. working. It must not have been the same corner at the same time. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, would you ever write a song like that? If, uh, or have I don't know if I, I. I definitely know a street in Shanghai where you could probably get away with doing the same exact thing. <laughs> Well, you know what? I don't think these cats were doing it for fun. I think it was a way to eat. No, yeah, it was a way to eat and probably feed their dope habit. Yeah, 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 that stuff, too. I think at that time, uh, Richard Lloyd had bleached hair. I've seen early pictures of television. And there's also a beef in there, like, because Richard Hell's in the band, right? Like, we can't have two Richards. And Richard Lloyd was like, yeah? <laughs> because, see, the, the whole thing about that band, they're called Neon Boys. They won't do a gig. Tom Verlaine ah, that's won't, right. He yeah. won't let them do a gig till they get another guitar player. At first, he's going to be the sax player, right, Tom Miller? Yeah, it's a trip. I, I really recommend the book. I, I, I know you tear it up. Uh, but no, I'll definitely check it out. But would you ever write a song uh, exposing hard stuff about your earlier days? Of course. You write what you know, right? 
well, if I knew, I wouldn't ask you, Josh. I, I think every <laughs> every songwriter's got his own take on that. Yeah, I think I would, especially if he's like you know, kind of. It's, New York at that time seemed a little more open about that sort of thing. Then, I mean, it didn't seem like if I mean if Dee Dee's going to write a song about it, then he obviously wasn't too uh, too secretive about it. You know, he was. Especially being in a band with, like said, like a conservative like Johnny Ramone, you know? You know, he was, yeah, I think he quit because he got beat up too much by Johnny or something. Uh, but uh, he he ended up being the chief songwriter. And in fact, writing songs yeah. after he's, he's out of the band. He's still yeah. writing the songs. <laughs> <laughs> I got to meet you know, him it's a so few weird, times. Like, television played here. They played in China, but it was so, so, so not advertised. They were on a pop fest, pop music festival. It had nothing to do with rock and roll. They just happened to show up randomly at this one pop in just television with a full roster of China's top pop bands. And I totally missed it. Nobody talked about it. What was Richard Law? You know, because he ain't been playing. He says, I don't want to play in Tom's band anymore. Yeah, I don't think Richard was in the band. I know Billy Ficka was there and Verlaine, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, well, I think Billy goes way back to Delaware with him. Way back. Okay. Yeah, way back. And, uh, yeah, I missed it. I wish I had known about it. I would have definitely been there. Even, I never got to know. meet Billy, but man, he's an incredible drummer. I got to meet... Uh, he's a really sweet guy. Nice guy. Uh, folks were from Sicily, I think. I, 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 I got to meet Didi a couple times. And interesting. Oh, that's awesome. You know, I'd love to have met that guy. You know, he, <laughs> when he bailed, he said, hey, I got to go. Okay, I got to go, you know. We're like, okay, you know. And then I saw that carved <laughs> in the fucking gravestone. I guess he told everybody that. Okay, I gotta leave now. I gotta go now. <laughs> okay, it's on his like gravestone. Crazy ass. So, so look, th the songs on this album here, out of out of Monster Vision. Okay, let's let's talk about this baby here. Mm. Are they mainly your? Are you the the womb the womb bearer? I mean, do they come? Do they start off with you, or or is it some kind of collective band? For the most part, like the initial idea, the skeleton would start with me. But then with this album, what was great about this one is that it was more of a collective thing. You know, like uh, especially when Mac was in the band, too, because Mac Mac is probably the most trained musician out of all of us. You know, he's like a super, super jazz head. Right. Right. This is the and, sax uh, man that just moved to Taiwan listeners. That's right. And uh this we had uh, this was the first time that uh, around I really just all of us started really working together on on the construction of the songs, but uh, it would always start with a riff. So riff, uh, I'm trying to. You don't make the demos, is what I'm trying to say. You don't like hear a guy listen to. Oh these. no, we do demos. Yeah, yeah, we do. No, no, I mean, no, it's just... no. I'm talking ahead of the round eye guys. You yourself. Yeah, I do. I mean, I would just be down in the in the the bomb shelter, just recording myself on this app on the phone, you know, just a riff here and there, and just send it into the group chat, you know. And if oh. they like it, we'll 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 build on it. You build on it, but you don't give them tunes. You give them ideas, notions. Sometimes it's full tunes. Sometimes it's notions. It really depends. Well, do you remember this? Are you a uh... Less young enough to know about Lincoln Logs? Yeah, sure. Yeah, are you giving them Lincoln Logs or are you giving them fucking whole cabins? 
I guess it's a bunch of Lincoln logs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Okay, so then the band takes his stuff and through all the prac and stuff and just trying it out and beating them up. What about the word part? Lyrics? I hear they're called that sometimes. The words are always dead last. It's always, it's, for some reason, it's always the last fucking thing. No, but who, is it man alone? Or that's is it me. Fuck that's, you? that's only me. Yeah. yeah. Except obviously the one that's uh, completely sung in Italian. That was Livio. Yeah, Livio, of course. And, uh, although he could have translated some, but he actually came up with the, yeah. He could have, it wouldn't have sounded great. It's, it sounds better in yeah, Italian. Yeah, 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 of course, of course, of course. <laughs> Uh, so, and, and then, uh, so you, you mean like Mac in a way, the sax man listeners, he, he kind of, uh, was a ranger of his parts. Yeah. Oh, of his parts. Okay. So he wasn't like them because right. you know, the arranger was a big part of bands in the old days, like swing band days. Right. Right. Because people when, weren't when really it was, playing when it came ori- to the arrangement of the song and like, well, the they weren't doing a lot of original they weren't doing a lot of original songs because people had to know the songs because they want to dance to them. But then your group would make well, sure. their arrangements. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the arrangement, you know... I mean, that, even the jazz, it's like, uh, what was his name, Gil Evans? Like, he would be... Was it Gil Evans and Miles Davis? Yeah, they come out of, come out of that tradition uh, where you mm. have an arranger. It's not really original songwriters. But with rock and roll, because rock and roll... Had, they they pushed in there some folk and folk like you're singing your own story. So you want some original. That guy up there wrote this song. He's telling you his story. It's not like oh we yeah. gotta hear the songs that we all know. Remember it's the war right and stuff the swing stuff. So you don't know people for very long. So you want sure sure yeah. It was just a different era. I was reading this thing in 1939. There was 30,000 swing bands touring the U.S. <laughs> Damn, damn. Yeah, the competition <laughs> must have been motherfucker. Right? <laughs> I mean, a motherfucker. Look, we're at the end of the first hour, uh, October 3, 2020 edition, Watt Pedro Show. Special guest, Chach from Shanghai. Hold tight for hour two. October 3, 2020, it's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show. <laughs>
sorry, the hour two off of Culture Shock Treatment. Round Eye, this is the, the title. Uh, Sam Bennett after that at Tokyo with uh, the Buffalo Nickel. And Ganji Island with Wet Crossroads. That's got uh, uh, people from Galaxy. Uh, but it's an Austin band. Austin Proj, I should say. Uh, so, with the, with this album here, when it came out, how how do records get around? What a record store scene like in China? Well, for one, there's no real record stores, so people generally get their music streaming online on uh, on using various apps in the mainland. So you're saying zero? And they also and actually also uh, Bandcamp, they could still use that. But they got zero stores. But, they can't get physical vinyls or CDs. No, you can. They do, but it's it's compared to the U.S. It's minuscule. It's okay. very small. Okay. Like for instance, in, in I mean, I don't know. Did we ever visit one when you were in Shanghai? No. Okay, so over here in Shanghai, I what I personally know of, I think there's about four vinyl stores in this city of 28 million people. And what about mail? So order? like, what about mail what's order? That? Mail order. You can mail order. Yeah, they have top, which is like the eBay of China. I mean, not really. You're not really bidding on things. It's just like an online shop, Alibaba, like Alibaba kind of guys. Yeah, Alibaba. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, you can buy on there, but nobody really buys physical music. So, do you bring them at the gigs? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I, but what's a pain in the ass is because all of our stuff is manufactured in the U.S., right? Especially this album, because they're not going to fucking press that record in China, especially with all the content that's on it. You know what I mean? Sure. So we have to wait for Vinny from Lesson Jake with paper and plastic to send it over to us over when this COVID shitstorm passes. Over in Florida. Yeah, over in Florida. Yeah, I remember those guys. They're one of those Warp Tour bands, right? They're on like on every Warp Tour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with Pennywise and That's Bad right. Religion. Yeah. Some of these bands were like Bouncing Souls, right? But there yeah, is no yeah, more. There is right. no more uh, uh, Warp Tour. Kevin Lyman, he he folded it up. It's over. Well, yeah, especially it's done. now with this situation, maybe he uh, uh, saw the writing on the wall, but. I got to do a, lot, a bunch of those gigs. I never did a whole one, but I would do like uh, West. Some of the situations were. See, stay in the West. Yeah, they were tough, like 117 degrees in Phoenix. On like on like asphalt, right, in like a parking lot. Yeah, and then the stage, to, to, you know, the cherry on top is the stage is pointed at the sun. So. <laughs> See, that's one thing about the Warped Tour. I always was uh, envious of the West. Uh, the West Coast seemed like it had the better lineups. I mean, the, the lineups that I was most interested in. Florida always got like the... Florida was always up in the ska punk thing, and I yeah. never really got ska punk. <laughs> yeah. Well, for a while there, that was everywhere. <laughs> don't, tell, don't tell Vinny that. There was whole Warped Tours that were <laughs> half ska bands, and then a little bit of swing, too. It would go through all the trips. I remember yeah, the, one yeah. time we were playing with this one swing band... And then the next year, I see one of the guys, and he's got a, a, a New York doll. He's dressed like Johnny Thunder. And I said, "What? Well, what's this about?" He goes, "Look, Mike, when they make the Gap Band, you know it's over. Uh, the Gap Ad, you know it's over. Not Gap Band. They were uh, <laughs> the Gap, the clothes. You know the clothes. Yeah. So when they make the Gap yeah, Band, yeah. it's over. Yeah. Here, I want to play uh, Endless Sleep. Cool."
can tell that you'd want me to stay Though I hadn't the slightest clue What it takes to care for you on your brightest days Now I wish there were bright all costs for joy looked better commanded but halfway there I got lost and yet you demanded I'd love you some more who's to say what laughter is to say what freedom is for Now I don't speak more or less For every word said it's one too many to say what a woman is for I can tell by the way you look down on me baby I can tell that you'd want me to stay though I hadn't the slightest clue of what it takes to care for you on your brightest days now I Yeah, 
gura, prosi gura sam najutroj za ti Mam dao dan za sabo Samo nozbo me ošetao šo Zato prosim da mi pauzo Premi neke nove ga, neke druge ga Da ne rabim cijel life, delar isto stvari Daj mi neke nove ga, neke druge ga Da ne rabim cijel life, delar isto stvari Čakam dan, kine moro sad dan Da delam kaj bi rad, pod jadram dale stran Delam plan, da pridem kam bi rad Če išćeš mi me tam, kipil sam lani Znaš, nimaš kaj, kine moro sad dan Da delam kaj bi rad, pod jadram dale
Živo, živo družba. Investicija se je iskazala za uspeh. Končno nisam več na tle. Mislim, da sem zdaj končno zares srečen in da lahko končno neham biti povprečen. Kdo bi si mislil, da ti nek pleh na usta nariše tak na smeh? Auto predstavlja statusni simbol. Fuck, stari, 
quiero volver. Najbo kabrio danes, najbo kabrio jutri, najbo kabrio po jutrišnjem i najbo kabrio vsak dan. Samo za vas, če si let trznete iz topiti, iz te krize srednjih let, ki vas je tako nepošteno prizadela, a narava je kruta, igra se z nami. Ampak zato smo si izmislili kapitalizem, da lahko določene stvari kompenziramo. Zame je bil to Cabrio. Za vas ne vem, kaj bo. Vem pa, da sem si kupil Cabrio, Cabriolet, in se rešil krize srednjih let. Is it? 
Watch for Pedro's show, Endless Sleep from Round Eye. Then we got, but uh, there's a club in Ljubljana, uh, which is a big town in Slovenia. And they just put out a compilation. Stanislav Zabich uh, turned me on to this. And so a bunch of their bands got together. Uh, three, I don't know, colon RMA. I don't know how you pronounce this. But in fact, the three might be fucking uh, Cyrillic. It might be. <laughs> uh, brighter Ways. <laughs> and uh, Clinchy after that with Kakamdan. Uh, Lely with uh, Kopnez, Billy Club, Stay Away, Kavasutra with Leonardo Di Cabrio, and finally Spiral Mine with Quaranta Gironi. Yeah, they're right next to Trieste. It's an Italian kind of influence. Yeah, great stuff. You know, that part, it used to be called Yugoslavia, and they had a scene going there in the early 80s, a great band, Disciplina uh, Kishma with a uh, Incredible bass man named Koya, who's still getting well after this uh, stroke stuff. But this guy, incredible mm. cat. Uh, you know, like, wow, wow, right? Oh, on the bass guitar. So, it's, uh, in fact, I don't think he's ever had a guitar player in his bands because he's like fucking wailing like Jimmy. You know, uh, Endless Sleep. It reminds me of that. What was that school town gig? We People, uh, me and my missing man got to play in China three three and a half years ago now. And because of Chach, Gil, bringing us on over. And, and that endless sleep reminded me of the fucking ride home because we didn't conk there. We went back to Shanghai. <laughs> <laughs> but that, oh, it was shit. such a trip to get there. We had to find two vans at the train station, you know, just hustling, uh, negotiating the use of two vans outside the train station. And it was supposed to be one van, right? But they... they Tell the people. Oh, God, you remember that? It was raining, too. Jesus. That was a real stormy <laughs> night. Uh, and it was like, a, and then we get there. You remember the guy, the sound guy? At, I think it was, what was the name of that city? Nantong, I think it yeah, was. Yeah. And it, or, it was Nantong or Ningbo. Anyway, Nimbo. the guy, the sound Nimbo. guy, had such an attitude. Right, right, right. And uh, that was really weird. He was a student, too, and but he already knew it all. There's a lot of that over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know they've already learned everything they can uh, yeah okay. i think we by the time we got home i think it was like four thirty in the morning and i had to work at eight <laughs> right because chach is a teacher and shit in fact you you had me in your class to talk to the students and stuff and then also that's right so i could get some conk you had delivered some whiskey yeah <laughs> and i guess you, you fucking uh you enjoyed that bottle if i remember correctly yeah yeah because i was beat man that that ride beat me up a little bit but still it was w worth it getting to play over there and stuff i remember the head too uh because it was at a little yeah. strip mall kind of thing and i almost fell yeah, that's in right, that's I, right. it was on top of a platform <laughs> and yeah it almost yeah but I, I by the end of the thing i learned how to do that a lot better you know there's a People, you don't sit down there. You got to, like, kind of get angled. I remember Gil telling me never once he did a public dump. He says he always waited to get to his pad. I don't know how the fuck he could hold on. Oh, man. He hasn't. Jeez, he doesn't know what he's missing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Hey, you know what? We, we went back to that club, actually, just recently. And that dude was fired. That oh, sound guy. wow. Because it was a good gig, man. <laughs> the people were good. He was the only hang-up. And, you know, there's always something yeah, like yeah. that somewhere sometimes. But I, I really enjoyed it because that one and the Wushi gig, 
they were kind of the ones where we were the only like Laois. A lot of the times we yeah, were playing super, for Laois. Yeah, Chinese, yeah. Yeah. And a Laois over there is the, the uh, expatriate people, people. And it's kind of trippy. You go thousands of miles to go right. play for other foreigners. <laughs> Where you <laughs> might want to be checking it out. And the Wishy gig was like, I mean, this this gig we're talking about, it was more of a student, you know. This thing was a trippy-ass version of a sports. We had to go on after like three uh, full-on plays of a Bon Jovi gig on a, like a TV with a 40, 50-foot oh, screen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember, you know, you shit the sheets, you got no shame, you give incontinence, bad name. Bad name. That's right. It was like a 20-foot screen playing Bon Jovi. Yeah. And like everybody was rolling dice, you know, playing dice on their, on their tables. Yeah, yeah. It was a trippy uh, experience. But it was great. I remember, the boss had his own table and his little posse and you know, yeah. I didn't know after the gig, you know, and then he gave the approval and like, yeah, and he brings us to chow, all them crawdads and drink. Brings us to chow, right. a shitload of Bijou. cigarettes. God, it was like. <laughs> that was, that was. I think he gave you, he gave you some cigars too, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was, he was really great, but I didn't know, right? Because it wasn't until the performance was over that we got the, you know, it was like, uh, I don't know, a, getting judged thumbs up yeah yeah or thumbs down you know and i was so (laughs) glad that we could make them happy because i can imagine uh uh you know oh they were so stoked they were very very happy with that gig yeah all of them i I think they still talk about it you know is that right well man i I (laughs) still remember every one of those gigs uh it was beautiful it was so righteous you make that happen look we're at the end of the second hour October 3, 2020, Dishwap, Peter, so special guest, Chach, Shanghai. Hold tight for hour three. October 3, 2020. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro show.
off for Pedro Show. Started the third hour off with a foreigner from Round Eye. And Crane after that with Dick's Resurrection. And uh, Bronze Age UFO from Baltimore with Part E of Helen Butte said this. Uh, so, you said that the physical, the vinyl stuff still in Florida. Can, can people get it from, how do people get this uh, culture shock treatment? Right now, it's just on digital download, but uh, the physical copies are going to come out. I guess they're slated for October for production. So things kind of got delayed and, and with where, uh, all the shitstorm that's happening. Yeah, of course. But I think it'll finally be available uh, come late November is my guess. And, and, and where on the Internet can people go to get this record? Uh, anywhere but uh, pretty much any streaming site except Bandcamp. Okay, so uh, so anywhere else? Yeah, and just people look for round diets, two words, and culture shock treatment, and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, use the power of the search engine and check it out. You guys also made a a video, right? Yeah, we made two. We actually made three. The third one hasn't been released yet. Uh, a friend of ours who, who runs a sketch comedy, a very popular sketch comedy thing out here in Shanghai called Mama Hoo Hoo. They just released their first, I guess, film feature, like film that they're sending off the film circuits. And we did a song on there. So that one, uh, Red Rhymes. But the other ones, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, which has Lao Lu, the owner of Yu Tong, the club that you played in Shanghai. That's right. The boss is in that video. Wow. And, uh, great cat. I remember Smoke asking Stack, him. Which is a protest video for Hong Kong. Smokestack, yeah. I remember asking him. Smokestack's ones we fooled around with in the studio. I remember uh, talking to him about the first rock and roll he saw and he, or heard, and he told me it was John Denver. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Country Roads is a huge song out here. <laughs> yeah, but because they didn't really get rock and rolls like till the early 90s or something, he was telling me or something. Yeah, yeah. It was the late, I mean, the first Western band to ever play China, like to be, to have, to be allowed access into China and play a stage show was a uh, wham. From England. Uh, Mike, uh, no, what's his name? George Michael. George yeah. Michaels. Yeah. He just passed away. Not too yeah. long ago. So that was the first uh, exposure to that stuff that they got. And then I think through the underground, they were just trading tapes, you know? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But he, he was probably the hippest guy that I met over there during that little tour. Oh, yeah. Lalu, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Lalu. Great, great cat. Uh, okay, let me play Circumstances.
lot from Peter Show, the last music for this edition. Round Eye with Circumstances. So, like something like Circumstances. You you and the band's been working on You know, it's funny. I showed I, sh- I sent it to John French, the drumbo. Sure. <laughs> People, uh, and he I gave me a long reply. I should tell the listeners. Drumbo was a magic band, a Captain Beefheart drummer. Not yeah, on every yeah. record, and, but uh, a bunch of them, a bunch of them. Yeah, he wasn't on that one. He, I don't think he was on Clear Spot, but he was. No, uh, he's not. That's our trip. You know, he's Trumbo, on, right? He's he was the younger but, uh, guy. He's from the desert and stuff, but he's from an earlier, uh, younger shift. So he's friends with uh, Rocket Morton and uh, yeah, uh, Jeffrey Cotton, and uh, so they're the guys. And in fact, he's the guy who like turns Cap Beefheart's ideas into stuff that can be actually played for Trout Mass Replica. But he's at. I think he's on right. strictly personal also. But he's not on and he, Lick My Decals Off or Clear Spot. And he's singing for him now, right? Well, I mean, when they, well, when they do get um, to perform. There's something called the Magic. I think he's singing for him. Yeah, there's a thing called the Magic Band, but that had nothing to do with the cab. I think it started like in 2004, okay. one of the All Tomorrow's parties. Yeah. But what happened when you send him? Oh, no, he just said it. I think, we, uh, I think it was too loud for him. <laughs> but he liked it. He said uh, he wished uh, the the... Harmonica had a better mic on it. Oh. He had a bunch of questions about the harmonica mic. Okay. I think he does. Well, I know our trip does uh, chiropractor. Maybe he does too or something like that. He doesn't do as much music nowadays. Yeah. Uh, I, I really recommend the Mike Barnes book on Cat Beefheart. He talks a lot with John French. And then uh, Drumbo, he wrote a book also. You know, what's the band that the guys, the members of uh, Beefheart's band, the original Magic Band? Well, that's the guys. They made another... That's the guys that became this, like Rocket Morton and stuff. Uh, they were called Mal. What was it called? Like Pterodactyl no, or something? I'm, what was I'm, it called? I'm going to I'm going to enlighten you to this church if you let me. It's Mallard. <laughs> Mallard. That's it. Mallard. Right? Mallard. And, but if, uh, who, that, well, who the guy that was in that band that ain't with them when they did the later stuff was uh, Zoothorn Rolo. He was a he was part of Mallard, yeah. but not the uh, next Magic Band. It's sometimes is Rocket Magic Morton Man- still playing? Yeah, I think he retired, but he still does some music. He's got a, a web presence. He's got his own site. I think he lives in Georgia. Uh, mm. Mark Boston, people, if you want to go look him up. Incredible. You know, he did those records like Trap Mass Replica using steel banjo picks. He had this weird style of playing to try to do what the Cat Mass for on the, for the bass lines. Off, yeah. Off, off the whole hand, not just holding a pick or just your thumb or your fingers. The whole hand using banjo picks, so it was kind of, in a weird way, like flamenco or some shit. You know, like finger you... picking the bass. <laughs> yeah, but there was picks, banjo picks, metal banjo oh, picks. I, you know how you work a banjo with that like arpeggiated. Yeah, thing? sure, sure. Yeah, he was doing that shit. But they're also like strums, and if you know <laughs> flamenco, yeah, you got some Dominican, so you got some Espana, a little bit. Yeah, the, yeah. The way they strum isn't just. You know, with the thumb, they got a way of strumming where they, they fan out with their fingers. Forehand. Right, right. Forehand, okay? Not just upper, you know what I mean? It's, it's, and, and he yeah, incorporated like that in his playing. Like yeah. And it's like, bring, bring, bring. you can get this, bring, right? More than one hit. Ring. It's more of a cast. Did he only do that on Trout Mask? Uh, he did it later. Well, there's a tour where they get the guy from uh, Frank Zappa's band on bass. There's actually two bass players. There's a Europe tour. Before those two shitty albums, uh, yeah. Moonbeams and Blue Jeans, and Unconditionally Guaranteed. Yeah, there's a tour with actually, 
he's playing double neck or he, sometimes he's playing guitar and, you know, because there's another bass player. He's also dressed very and Those silent. albums aren't that bad. They're not shitty. Come on. Everyone calls it the tragic band. But without that band, you wouldn't have a party of special things to do. That's a great song. <laughs> well, look, man, that's why there's more than one listener, because everybody gets their say, right? Okay, but they are called the trash. Uh, you know, there's, I think, uh, how many versions? For, for, 41 versions of the Magic Band. Sometimes it's his Magic Band. Sometimes it's the Magic Band. But, the Magic Band, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's a place, uh, a website, right? Radar station, dock at the radar station, Cap Beefheart. I've been, yes, I've visited that site a couple times. And, and they go through all, and this is what's great about the Mike Barnes book. You can read that motherfucker, and with YouTube.com, you can listen to every song, because he talks about how every song is recorded. It's incredible. He never got to talk to the captain. Oh, that's awesome. Captain, though. The captain wouldn't talk to him. So he's not in there. There's a great spiel with uh, Art Trip at the end. You get the the second edition because it's got the Art Trip in the appendix, uh, and it's okay, also cool. got this Berman guy. They they thought it was a made up name, and this guy actually wrote Trust Us. He wrote lyrics, a lot of the lyrics. Everybody thought the captain wrote and was using a fake name, but no. A lot of mysterious stuff about <laughs> the captain. Yeah, uh, captain. You know, at the same time, I read a Rob Chapman's book on Sid B Barrett, and man, a lot of similarities with those two cats. But what's your next plan? I mean, geez, uh, right now we're just kind of writing and just, you know, I mean, we're actually on tour right now, technically in China. I mean, like a Chinese tour. So, what I mean by that is, when bands tour out here in China, they generally keep it to just the weekends. That it's not really uh, like a Monday, Tuesday kind of place to play you know what i mean so they can't do consecutive shows so we've been going out every weekend so they still have live performances with the uh, qr code and the masks and everything so we've been kind of busy right. surprisingly enough i mean all things considered but you're, you're getting ready to make another record or you're just writing just writing yeah right now i'm trying to concentrate on, i want to make a uh two two more videos for two of these songs that i want to edit and film myself and um and yeah, yeah, just kind of just playing these shows and just seeing where the where the where the wind's going to take us. We just got reconfirmed for Rebellion Festival in England for twenty twenty one. Blackpool, like I yeah, did Blackpool. do that last year with the Flipper guys. So, are you a four piece now, or did you replace Matt? We have a new guy, but he's kind of it's it's been very difficult because some of the guys, Jimmy Jack, James, and our new sax player, they can't leave Shanghai. Their schools won't let them travel. Yeah. But my but my job, I'm okay to travel. So I've been going out and touring all over China with uh, pickup, pickup bass and pickup drums. Wow. Dude, yeah, it's been really, it's been a real. What's it like? You mean they, they, they go and they practice by themselves, and you show up? No, no, no. Like these these are just other guys that have been fans of the band and they know the material and they just come on board. Okay. You know? So no prac. Fuck you. Just... No, we have prac. We oh, have rehearsing. Okay. They all live in Shanghai. Oh, you go out with them? I thought there was dudes in the yeah. towns. No, no, no. And these guys... Uh, In fact, it reminds me of a story. This is the way uh, Dave, uh, Big, Jam, uh, Big Jim Dandy Magnum, Black Oak, Arkansas, was torn. Oh, yeah. Show, just showing up, and you got to have a... You know, like Chuck Berry, you show up, right, and there's a band. And this guy told me, Steve-O, good guy, married to uh, Karen Rocket, Nurse Rocket, a good friend, my, my late friend, Doug Rocket's sister. And he said, they're just about to go on stage... And him and Jim Dandy getting a beef over Captain Beefheart. Like Jim Dandy said, that guy was bullshit. And this and Steve was like, bullshit, he wasn't bullshit. 
And they almost start do, they're all whiskeyed up and shit. They almost do get yeah, out yeah. and the gig's canceled. F- fighting over it. And I think because Jim Dandy <laughs> had a voice kind of, you know, because the captain had the fucking, uh, uh, you know, uh, although he, he wouldn't admit it, but the Howlin' Wolf thing going a little bit. And Jim Dandy had a little of that too. Ain't that a trip? I'm really surprised. Jim Dandy doesn't like Captain Beefheart? Well, according to this story, there was almost fucking chingasos. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look, and I like big... Black Oak, Arkansas, too. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, the records ain't too good, but gigs were incredible. They were the best band at the <laughs> California Jam I saw in 1974. Look, as soon as you get some new music, come back on the show. Let's talk about it. For sure, man. Absolutely. Always, man. <laughs> yeah. Love you, Chuck. And as soon as as soon as this COVID shit clears up, you got to come back to China, Mike. Oh, I'd love to come play again. Come check it out. Maybe go a little more west. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Actually, remember when I sent you that message about going over to uh, the the Yangtze River? Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't let me on that fucking thing. Oh, the sand pebbles. Yeah, well, they they, they never made it. Day. Actually, they were up hang cow and like some tributary. That boat couldn't fucking make it. That's a great book, people. <laughs> huh? Richard McKenna, read if you can. Okay, Chach, next time we talk, okay? Uh, All right, people, well, it's been great, up, man. Okay. October 3, 2020 edition of Waffle Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.